Hi, everyone. We're here at Telling Stories from the Clubhouse, uh, the EJA's podcast, with uh, Paulette Pantoja. She is the CEO of Blue Digital Group, and we are going to be talking to her today. Um, she is one of the female leaders that is, uh, you know, we highly regard in this business, in this industry. So I am honored to be talking to her and, and learning and sharing some insights with all of you. Uh, so welcome, Paulette. How are you doing today? Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. It's, it's our pleasure. Thank you for making the time. I know you're super busy. Uh, lots to do, uh, especially as CEO uh, at Blue. So tell me a little bit about that. Uh, what is your current position? What, what, what do you, what, what's your day like at Blue now? Well, I'm the uh, CEO and founder of Blue Digital Group. So I founded the company in my apartment building about almost 15 years ago. Um, so it's been a wild ride these last 15 years. But uh, my daily life still consists of um, growing the company. Um, I still feel like the same person from 15 years ago. So I, I work with a bunch of um my friends, basically, right? We're all colleagues and just kind of, uh, I, I still consider us like a, a small startup feeling. Um, and it's just go, go, go every day. So I'm still, you know, hands in the dirt, still doing stuff. So, and I, I absolutely love it. That's, that's amazing. Starting from your own. And when you say uh, a small group, uh, what is the number of employees or, or people that you work with currently? Um, we currently have around uh, about 115 full-time employees at this time. Yeah. And uh, oh, wow. obviously pre-pandemic, everyone was here. Um, but a lot of operations staff are, you know, working remote now. Mm -hmm. We had some people move away to uh, other states, um, which has been wonderful. You know, they've, uh, yeah. the COVID and the pandemic really kind of opened up, I think, opportunities and possibilities for people to to work in different locations. So, um, our group, um, we don't get to see everybody as often in person as we, we once did, but um, it's a new way of life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think you, you brought up a good point. It, it showed that there's different business or working models and, you know, we can make it work and, and gave everyone a lot more flexibility. Definitely. There's a few challenges, of course, but um, I think most people and most businesses, businesses are making do and, and are seeing, you know, the positive side of this. So I agree. That's definitely good. Um, so no, that's, that's an amazing trajectory, especially as a woman founder starting her own business and, and growing it this far in 15 years, which is nothing in this, in this industry, when you think about it. Um, I think nowadays growth is maybe more rapid with, you know, the different um, tools that you have at your service, everything's in the cloud and, uh, I remember when I started, uh, you know, internet was, was barely becoming uh, a thing. So nowadays it's, you couldn't even imagine a business without those type of things and, and everything grows much more rapidly, but back then it was even harder. So congrats. Oh, yeah. on that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. The technology is, is totally changed. It's unbelievable. It used to be a decade between, you know, major changes to the world. Now it's just, a year, less than a year. I mean, every day something brand new pops up. It's exactly. fascinating. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's exponential. I mean, literally everything just grows at a much faster mm -hmm. 3D, 4D, 
5D uh, speed and model. It's, it's insane. Hard to grasp yes. sometimes. You know, people are talking about now about NFTs and all these other things. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm barely grabbing, grasping internet and, and bitcoins. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's a challenge to keep up with everything. But uh, you seem to be doing really well. So that's amazing. We just heard that you were honored with, um, you were recognized as a finalist in the Earns and Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award for this year. So that is... Uh, that's quite an achievement. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, I was um, very surprised and very happy and, and honored. Obviously, there's uh, 28 additional finalists in the greater Los Angeles area. And, um, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's a, a different, you know, lifestyle, right? Um, we are our own uh, worst enemy. We push ourselves. We keep going. Um, we work nonstop. You'd say like our business is one of our children. So um, it's, it's, you know, every entrepreneur has their own story, their own path, their own road that they've gone through and the, the walls and the hurdles that they've, you know, come upon and had to, to break through. So I'm, I'm very excited when I meet other additional entrepreneurs to hear their stories, to learn from those stories and for me to share my own experiences. So what it means for me really is just to shed light and, and, and tell stories of what, you know, we've gone through because uh, it's, you know, dealing with cash flow issues, I think is always the biggest entrepreneur thing. Uh, people, especially as you're growing a company, right? You're, you're moving from yeah. different levels and how that happens. Um, and then as you're growing, going into different investments, you know, we, we closed our series A round um, in 2020 and uh, that was a major change. So I'm constantly learning. And I absolutely love it. So getting that award, just being recognized for like these last 15 years and all the stages and phases that the company has gone through and where we are right now, um, it, it feels great. It's, it's, it feels good. It makes me proud um, and uh, very happy because it's been a fun road, <laughs> fun time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, we'll be cheering you on um, for, to, to you. hear the results of this, but just to be recognized is, is amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, just I'm sure you are a, a at least an example or maybe even a, a mentor. You do. I believe you do mentoring uh, work, right, for other women in the industry or. Yeah, I try uh, very hard to be part of groups where I'm providing. I think it's all about stories. I think, you know, the paths yeah. that we all walk or just everyone learns from. And I, you know, when I was speaking at, a, at another um, conference, I was talking about how when I was young, I didn't have that. You know, um, and I want to be able to give back and share my stories so that others can can learn from that as well, because I think our experiences really make us who we are today and, and they always influence and help others. So, yeah, I try my best to to, to uh, mentor other women, other entrepreneurs, other young individuals who are just getting into the workforce who want to figure out, like, what do I do? Where do I go? What are my next steps? Um, I think, you know, it's what we should be doing is always giving back, especially to the younger generation or those that are just looking for input and guidance. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and what do you see are the main, since you are working with uh, especially women in the business or entrepreneurs, anyone who wants to uh, get into the business and is starting, what do you feel are the main qualities? Like, what do you have to do? What do you have to have intrinsically maybe? And what can be developed? Because those can be two different things. Oh yeah. 
Um, I would say having perseverance, just to just will to to push forward and not let anything stop you. I mean, one of the biggest things I think that people have a tendency to do sometimes, and this is where entrepreneurs, they have a really thick skin, mm-hmm. is that they don't let failure get in the way, right? And I have a poster on my wall and it says, the key to success is playing the hand you were dealt like it's the hand that you wanted. And I really think it's a mindset to change things that you would consider failures into actually those are opportunities, opportunities to look at something in a different way. So rather than looking at it, oh, this is something I failed or I didn't get this. Now look at it as an opportunity and doing that Mm -hmm. mind shift to change. And I think that's what entrepreneurs or any young person needs to think about because you're never going to be able to stop failure. Failure is part of growing. Failure is part of being successful. And I think by switching it and not not staying too much in the moment of failure and letting yourself go down a hole, you know, okay, yep, that's what happened. Let's move on. What can I do instead of this? And I think those are the things I would say is don't get stuck in it. You know, it's going to happen, you know, be upset about it for a little bit, but then move on and find the opportunity. Exactly. Find the lesson, learn from it and and Mm -hmm. grow with it and find that opportunity. Yeah. That's, that's great advice. Um, and, and I think you, you got to want it, right? Want oh, yeah. it and, and ask for it. That's another thing. We forget that we can ask for things. I think especially as women, maybe in this business, uh, yep. ask. You never know what the answer is going to be. You know, <laughs> one of these days is going to be yes. One of these days is going to be, yeah, let's do it. Let's go for it. I'll support you. So um, I heard this from a, another uh, great woman, another great uh, entrepreneur. And she said, don't be afraid to ask. Um, that, uh, I thought that was great advice that we sometimes we uh, uh, um, sabotage ourselves by not mm-hmm. you know I agree yeah right women yeah women women you know what I've seen a lot is uh, not speaking up right not uh, voicing uh, opinions staying in the shadows um, you know we need to to step forward and, and raise our voices and say something and you're right asking or yeah. just, you know, commanding attention. And um, a lot of times we are our own worst enemies um, where we, we feel like we're not heard. So we become more quiet and it needs to be the opposite. When you feel not heard, you get louder. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and I think as women who are, you know, in a position who have made it there, um, you know, extend that hand when you see a woman struggling, when you see a woman uh, and, you know, we say women, we were talking about female leaders, but I think that goes mm-hmm. to, to anyone, any uh, gender identity, uh, any person, you know, you see someone struggling, ask them if they're not asking, ask them, you know, help them voice what mm-hmm. they need or, or what they want. Um, and I'm sure you've, you've done that a lot through your career, because I don't think you, you grow without those things. I think it's very hard to grow a company, like you said, you feel like you're working with friends and you're working, you have your support group mm-hmm. and to build that takes a lot of that back, that, that give and take, right. You can't just take, otherwise it's, it, it's, you're going to, you're going to build your, your, uh, yourself on something that doesn't have a foundation. So I think you. Oh yeah. A hundred, a hundred percent. I mean, that goes also to um, when I took my uh, MBA I think about six years into starting the business, I felt like, wow, I need to focus on my business acumen. And I went back to Pepperdine University and got my master's. 
And one of the things that stood out to me the most wasn't the finance or the strategy portion. It was the organizational behavior. It was about the emotional intelligence. It was about leadership styles and how important it was um, to lead by example. Um, And one of my favorite quotes by Daniel Goleman is, leadership is not domination, but the art of persuading others towards a common goal. And it resonated and it stood out to me because you have to bring everybody together. Um, you know, yeah. it's not a dictatorship, you know, it's, um, we're all in this together. And I think the, that collaboration and being part of your group with everybody going after the same goal and everyone's understanding what that is 100% makes a difference And anything, whether it's your own business, whether it's a department, whether it's your group or anything, it's imperative to, to, to make everybody feel like, okay, we're all part of this. We're all valued. We're all doing something. We all have a part. Yeah. Yeah. The dynamic. It's like, it's like a family, like you were saying, mm-hmm. right. It scales up and it scales down. You have that same <laughs> dynamic and that same respect and that same, you know, helping each other out. That is, uh, is the basis of everything. Um, totally. So that is amazing. And, and speaking of the basis of everything and growing, you guys blue just launched a uh, new central post LA facility and mm-hmm. for launching uh, English dubbing. Is this something that you are just starting now or just you're, you're increasing this in this facility facility specifically? Yeah, well, we've been, you know, we're, we're a technology company that does services and we, you know, recognized a few years back, you know, localization, obviously the globalization of content. And so one of the things that we're really focused on now is looking at content that's not created here in the lovely States, but stuff that needs to come over here and that needs to be dubbed in English, you know, and um, it's, it's true. Americans are not used to watching things dubbed in English, um, but we're going to see that rise and we want to be part of that. And so the facility, um, we acquired the company Central Post LA, who's an award-winning Hollywood studio, audio recording studio that's been in the business and in that area for quite some time. Um, great company, great people. And uh, we came to a business uh, agreement and we acquired the company, I think, about a week ago. And we announced that today. And that will be our main hub for our English dubbing so that we can start uh, helping, uh, you know, content that's made somewhere else come over here so that it gets more eyes more more viewerships because there's a lot of great content out there and we're just gonna we're seeing you know streaming services not only just originate content now but actually they're licensing content because the 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 quality of of content being created everywhere is just surpassing everything that we've ever seen before so we're gonna see a lot more content coming over here not just us going over there (laughs) exactly exactly there's there is amazing content out there Um, mm-hmm. Do you see that going into uh, the U.S. broadcast market as well? Because in streaming, uh-huh. it's it's already becoming more common, but broadcast seems to be a little more reluctant in that sense. Do you see that happening? I, I mean, I think eventually everything's going to go that way, right? There's always the first path that kind of there, and then everything starts coming along behind it. So, yes, I, I do feel like in general we're going to be seeing um, dubbing and localization, even timing, quality mm-hmm. increase. I mean, tons of changes in technology advancements. I mean, we're seeing um, things that are being demoed, especially um, at certain conferences with AI and machine learning coming into place. We're not 100% there yet to be doing it only, um, but it's amazing to see what people are coming up with. Um, And I'm fascinated to find out what's going to happen just in three or five years where we're going to be. It's going to be night and day. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. To see if, like they say, you can't, 
imagine what you don't, uh, something that you don't have your building blocks today to work with. So it's very hard to us, exactly. for us to imagine the, the future. Like you can't build a Lego without, ha- you know, a Lego castle without having the Lego blocks. It's the same thing with your imagination. So I think as we develop uh, technology for certain tasks or certain uh, services and you see that that technology can be branched out somewhere else and you see it developing into new things and, and giving new creators different ideas. It's yep. truly um, fascinating, like synthetic voice. Are you guys using synthetic voice in, in dubbing? Is this something you're considering? We, we can and we have, um, you know, certain clients, you know, obviously want certain things. I mean, so it, it really depends on the clients and what their needs are, what their budgets are and what they're willing to risk mm-hmm. um, because those are risks as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, making sure that, from a user experience standpoint that right. they're going to be okay with that. You know, yeah. the fluctuations in voices and how you say certain things, you know, we, as a technology company, we have, you know, our own R and D here that we're constantly doing and then sharing with our clients to take a look at and saying, okay, yeah, it's, it's there. It's not quite there yet, but this is, this is nice to, to play with nice to look at. And then you kind of, depending where can it be used, can it be used on promo right. spots only, can it be used yeah. for this? You, you kind of figure out those types of things, but, um, I love what you said. Like we are not aware um, of what's to come because I, I love the saying, you don't know what you don't know. And we yep. have <laughs> no idea certain things that we're going to be like, what? You could do that. Yeah. And we have no idea yeah. because we're just, we just, our brains just don't think that way right now. So the innovation that's going to happen in, in just a few short years is, is going to blow all our minds. Right. Right. If we look at those movies from, I don't know, 1950s where they're imagining today, they're mm-hmm. still using the, you know, you look at their screens, their panels in like a spaceship or something from the 2000s. And the spaceship is still has everything analog. And, you know, it's like, yep, they yep. Can't, how can you foresee something that you have, you have no imagine could ever, you can't imagine could ever exist. So I, I, I wish we could take a, li- a little peek into the future, grab some of those. Oh, this is what we're going to do. We're going to touch the air and this is going to happen. We're going to create sound as we touch air or something, um, yep. and, you know, bring it and develop. So, but that has to happen organically. And I'm sure you guys are getting there, like you said, with your R&D department and all, yeah. all you are doing and developing. And, and can you share a little bit of that? Do you have anything that you think, oh, this is, you know, might be something that, uh, might be able to grow in the market or we could do uh, something with what we're developing or looking into right now. Yeah. I mean, not sharing too much. We'll be announcing no, of it course. probably in the summertime is a lot of AI um, integrations into our current software. That's going to be the automatic detection um, really helping out, especially with content for analytics um, as we're going to see the, the growth being with advertising, with analytics, user um, types, uh, geograph- geographical locations, um, items and text and products and faces within um, content, all of that needs to be um, analyzed and stored in sort of in a database. So we are really been working with that. So we'll be doing some announcements in a few short months in regards to our software, providing that ascent, uh, um, technology over to a lot of different platforms and content distributors so they can uh, be able to, you know, help out user experiences a bit more. So it, it, it's uh, pretty fascinating in terms of that and what we're going to be doing with technology. Yeah. We're not, we don't want to build Skynet, but we want to get right. real close to it. <laughs> hey, why not? 
sky's the limit. Um, yeah, no, that's that's amazing. Um, I, and I know just recently we had, um, even in the EJ, we had a summit that was regarding accessibility services. And we talked a little mm-hmm. bit about technology in that area as well and how it has helped, you know, from even ba- what we would now consider basics, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, speech recognition for captioning or a synthetic voice for some clients in some right. markets, maybe for web uh, um, um, final uses and stuff like that, where it's acceptable. And they, like you're saying, the user is usually the one that's going to decide, well, you know, this works for me or, or it doesn't. And that leads the client decisions as well. Um, but what do you, I mean, is this something that you guys do at Blue? Do you have those type of services as well? Captioning or AD? audio we do all of that we've been part of audio description for quite some time as well we helped build an application back in 2016 to 17 that was focused on the um visually impaired community um it was uh, a great uh d2c directed consumer application that we were assisting a founder of a company um kevin shaw up in in canada um unfortunately it didn't take off only because um you know building a direct-to-consumer application on its own. It was very difficult, especially when you had all these other apps starting to launch, right? These video platforms. And very, very happy to see now um, how much adoption there is on AD, right? And how the quality level and demand has increased. It's been very dear to our hearts and something that we've been part of for quite some time. So seeing that is just wonderful. And so, yes, AD, we're we're very much a part of uh, closed captioning as well. Anything accessibility-related, um, we, we, we provide, we handle, um, including all subtitles in different languages, but um, it's really, really great to see how closed captioning and audio description are now being even more looked at, adopted, because it's a, it's a whole group out there that wants yeah. to enjoy content as well. And um, they're very loyal audiences and, um, you know, want to be able to enjoy these experiences. So being part of that process, we're very honored and happy to be doing that. I agree. It's, it's very gratifying. Um, and yeah, it's getting a lot more awareness. So, so many people don't even know. You, you mentioned AD audio description and a lot of people have no clue what it entails and everything yeah. that, that it takes to do. And, you know, the, the final user, what is important to them, what is considered a high quality, what you describe, what don't oh, yeah. you describe. So it's, it is quite fascinating. Uh, yeah, really. it's an art. It's an art form. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a, a technical um, process that you can just quickly do. It has. It needs to have thoughtfulness put into it, um, and it's uh, done by experienced uh, script writers who can, you know, do those um, those scripts so that it can be read. I mean, it is a, a very not time consuming, but thought and time need yeah. to be put into it because. Uh, it's important, you know, and I think a lot of times what was done in the past, you know, was, was budgets and maybe timelines that it was looked at more as a technical thing, but mm. it's, but it's not, it's a creative piece. Highly creative. Exactly. Highly creative. And it requires a lot of sensibility. Mm-hmm. Like you said, um, know what to describe and even how to describe it, that, the, that exactly. delivery <clears throat> uh, requires a lot of knowledge, but it is so good to talk to you. I, I feel oh, your, you. Your energy and your care for everything that you do, I'm sure it's felt throughout the company and I'm sure it wouldn't have grown the way it's growing without you being that central part. 
And in that sense, you even mentioned before, you know, as an entrepreneur, you feel like it's your baby and I'm Mm -hmm. sure it will always be. How do you reconcile that with your personal life and the time that you dedicate to your business and to your life? Oh, geez, that's a loaded question. Um, (laughs) Yes. um, Wow. I... I mean, uh, being completely honest and transparent, I think a lot of entrepreneurs share in this too, that yeah, it, it took a lot of my personal life. I mean, I, growing the company, I've gone through, you know, 16 hours, 17 hours a day, sleeping in the office, um, even some health problems um, related to stress, right? I, uh, coffee and Red Bull, not a good mix, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, it, 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 I think that's the path. And I think that's what makes me love what I do even more because, you know, like Kelly Clarkson says, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And so, um, I've really, really been working hard. Um, and I've gone through stages. I have stories to tell my kids, grandkids, I'm going to have experiences to share, but it, it did really affect my personal life. Um, but not anymore. Now, you know, we've gone through that next phase where I've been able to hire a kick ass leadership team that I depend on, that I trust, that I get along with. And I think that was the key thing was taking the time to find the right people um, because they need to value the company just as much as we value them, right? It's a two-way street. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think where you spend the most time finding those right people, you're going to get the most rewards. And so now I'm able to very happily say, you know, that I'm able to not put all that 17 hours, 16 hours of work that I did in the past. Um, and I'm able to, to focus on the things um, that, that need my focus on at work and then have my life and be able to enjoy the fruits of my labor. And um, I'm very happy now where, where we're at. But yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been a wild ride. Oh, absolutely. But that's great to know. I mean, it, it is a tricky balance, especially like oh, you yeah. said, you Starting from zero, where you had to do everything you know, in your own home. <laughs> you are the secretary, the CEO, the, the vendor, the client, the <laughs> all in one. Yeah. And, and to be able to, to find those people and, and to be able to delegate, because a lot of leaders have that, especially since being the founder, it's really hard to let go of that power and then of that control. Because you've you've had it for so long, and you feel like you're the the one that knows best, but um, it takes uh, some yes. skills, skills to do that. <laughs> yes, and you bring up a very good point. You asked me earlier of like advice for other entrepreneurs yeah. or anything, and that was huge for me. Um, the letting go and trusting and delegating, right? I think everybody at first, you know, oh, I know how to do this. I know it's better. And as you grow, you start getting people, and you have to let go. You know, and I'm a victim of that. You know, I went through that phase too. I think we all have in some way, right? But at Mm -hmm. some point you realize there's more than one way to do something and get the same results. They might be not the way you expected it, but it's still okay. And uh, I learned that many years ago, luckily, and it was probably through my Pepperdine um, education there when I got my MBA, um, but I learned through exercises and realizing you have to let go, you have to trust, you have to delegate. There's more than one way to do it. And uh, it's best feeling ever. Best feeling ever. Yes. Yes. Just being able to sit back and watch. And like you said, don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. You can always switch your sales around and, you know, take a new route, be flexible, Mm -hmm. adaptable. And that's, uh, I think, a key ingredient of of a growing 
business and of a good leader. Uh, adapt <clears throat> and grow with your team. <clears throat> Oops, my voice is <laughs> for some reason <laughs> disappearing, but I think it's right on time. Thank you so much for all your insight, Paulette. It, it's great having you here. I think you are a, a great example. Like I said, I feel your energy. I sense your energy. I think everybody who, who hears you and probably works with you feels the same way. And it's, it's in your business and it's uh, in your life, like you're saying, with your personal life, with your family as well. So um, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, we, I'm, I'm sure, will be seeing each other and, and talking uh, again through, through our, our great uh, entertainment, uh, globalization world and industry that we're all in. So, yes, <clears throat> wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Join us next time when we share more stories about elevating the art and science of global storytelling.